going on, people? This is live after hours in the man cave with your host Terry Wiggs. There you go, host Mark Kane. Go, host Mark Kane. This is the host, Tay Wicks. And your co-host, Mark Senior. Hey, we got two What's good? in the building. Introduce yourselves. Camp Cleveland. <laughs> <I'm> Uhuru. <laughs> Yo, CP no post. Hey, man, I'm going to be honest with you. This is like, this is huge. We always do sports and stuff like that. Yeah. To go in this route, to have, have somebody I went to middle school with and high school with, and also you being from a- another person being from Africa, you know what I'm saying? I never yeah. been to Africa. You from Africa, and Marcus, yeah. been, I don't know how many times to Africa. So every how- year. <laughs> so start. Are you first and foremost? How did y'all two guys meet up? Um, um, on how on how we met up. Uh, I, I I I think you will recall. Um, we first got connected by Mafera. Because this there was uh, this guy Mafera, he was doing the international collabs. So okay. he found me. We were in the studio, and he was doing a, a collab. He, he had Marcus, and then he had uh, Black Peter. I don't know if he still remembers it. Um, I think this was back in 2011 or 2012. Uh, then that's how we got connected with me, uh, with me and him. Yeah. yeah so pretty much, um, <laughs> we had a mutual friend, so we connected initially through like uh i think it might have been myspace or reverb nation like you said it was 2011 so i've been doing the international collaborations for about a decade now so it's a cat named affair he was like a producer i think he's like an actor now he do like low uh like low budget movies and stuff yeah 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 he kept in touch yeah he's he's doing acting now (laughs) so when y'all connected was it like uh you know just chemistry right off the bat or y'all had to get a few projects in before you know uh before things worked out how y'all wanted or it was just i don't know on on set i was good (laughs) yeah at first at first it started as 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 music you know what i'm saying because through mafera and then we invited each other on facebook and then we did songs then we started chatting now and then now and then and then (laughs) Then he told me that he's flying to uh, South Africa. I think when, uh, I don't know, I think it was, Marcus, when was it? The first time when we met this was um, 2020. Like connected with 2016? 2016, wow. yes. Because I mm-hmm. just moved uh, from Ishawa to Stena. And then that's when we met. It was in December, Christmas. Yeah, 2016, wow. December, Christmas, yeah. Um, five years, five years. Right, five years strong. Like, I know both you guys like music. So yeah. who influenced you guys and, you know, who are your favorite artists as growing up that you listening to? Um, I mean, definitely Machiavelli, Tupac, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, my parents, my dad, they used to play the old schools, the Marvin Gaye, the Donnie Hathaways. You know, I was hip to a lot of that stuff early on in hip-hop, too. I had older brothers, so in the 80s, I was hip yeah. to, like, um slick rick and rock him and nwa because a lot of people wasn't allowed to listen to that like i was only like five or six but i had older brothers and we had like a big stereo and record players my brothers they used to have house parties and stuff so you know what i'm saying that that golden era of hip-hop was definitely uh influential you know what i'm saying yeah because 
yeah, on my on my on my on my side, I will say um locally because you know we got we look up to you all and then we also have our local yeah. I mean artists here in South Africa. So yeah, in South Africa mostly when I grew up, it was more of the quieto uh genre that was dominated. Hip hop it wasn't that much of it. Right. So I grew up listening to to sounds of Brenda Farsi, um Mafiki Zolo, um Oskido, um, it wasn't that much of that hip hop. So, and then the guy that actually inspired me here in South Africa, mostly it was Zola. That's when I started like, cause he had that, that rhyming class mixed with Kwaito. So he had the hip hop slash Kwaito. So he's the guy who I think I remember was in standard five. Now they call it grade, grade seven. Uh, I did my first performance where I was singing his song. So okay. that's yeah, those people. Then overseas, obviously, Park was the about fifty cent was the person that also inspired me. Um yeah, but the old kids that in that era from like from ninety-six where I started to like listening to to hip hop from overseas, then okay. here in, in, in South Africa. Yeah, South Africa, man, they got some heat, man. You know, we be sleeping on the music in Africa. They got different genres. You know, they got a lot of different styles of music that we ain't even tapped into yet, so we missing out. Yeah. But they hip to what we do. They they got right. MTV, BET, VH1, so they can yeah. see everything we do, but we can't see what they doing. They got a lot of creative, you know what I'm saying, artists out there. Now, the piggyback you saying, it's crazy because my wife, she watched a lot of African movies, you know. It was on 2B2 TV. A lot of their movies on them type of platforms. Like if you got like a yeah. Roku TV, a lot of Africans she watch a lot of those. So they actually be really good to be honest with you. They got some good actors over there too as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They got uh Nollywood yeah. and uh South Africa. Right. They got like top notch movies, like real professional movies. Right. Yeah, yeah. In South Africa we got like um 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 Zanti Magic where there's a whole lot of things that are happening there. Um, we got like SABC one, SABC two, and ETV, where a lot of our local content is getting played over there. But there, as as you're saying, um, we know a lot of a lot of work about y'all. Then y'all know a lot of work about us. Right. <laughs> you know, even in the movies too, we watch a lot of movies from outside. Then y'all watch our movies. Because I was even asking one of my friends. I said. Um, I all because we got Trace Africa here where they play African music. Um, and then we got Trace Urban and then we got Trace. So I was asking him if, like, even with uh, with Channel O, like the Channel O that we watching here, is it the same Channel O that you're watching that side, or do you have the channel? Right, right. I don't know if we got Channel O. You got Channel O, too? <laughs> uh, but, but I, get, I know what he was saying. So, it's crazy because, you know, I can watch certain African channels on my Roku TV. All you got to do is download some of the stuff. You can watch some of their stuff mm-hmm. as well. So I know yeah. what's going on, like, in certain their movies. Like, I said, I sit back. We sit back probably every Sunday when the kids go to bed for straight for school. Me and Ari watch a couple of African movies. They actually, yeah. they have a, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Some of their movies sometimes look bit better than some of the American movies. <laughs> <laughs> they have, their, their movies have a more of a bit of a plot twist to it. You're like, oh, man, it was he was with us all along. Like you look at yeah. the American movies, like they really, they really enter their crap into their art. They really, yeah, are, they really take a heed that what they do. They take it more. Yeah, serious. that's, yeah, that's true. Like right now, we got like um uh coming to America. 
we got South Af- yeah we got South African actor there Nom Um mm. she she she's from South Africa. So okay. yeah so I think as the time goes on we're going to see more of South African people actors and African because we also had Pearl Tusi too. Um mm. he, he got some couple of movies there he did in overseas so I mean we I think they are buying into us in terms of actor and actors and even the musicians because uh yeah. we, we got the likes of Nesty C they decided with Def Jam. Um I don't know you'll you'll hear of Nesty C. Marcus I know you know him. Oh yeah Nesty? for sure. I know he, he opened <laughs> up I want to say he did some of the BET awards. Yeah he like yeah. the first African to sign yeah. Def Jam. Yeah 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 and he's young too he's very very young Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Casper. Yeah, we got Casper, we got AKA, uh, we got Questa, uh, we got Tumi, Miss um, Go by Stogiti right now, we got Zakwe. We got a whole lot of kids that are, are doing it good in, in our industry. So, how would you describe the, um, you know, the African genre of music? Is it like a, is it like a reggae? Is it, you know, Cause I'm I'm hip, you know. Tay hit me up, you know. I tried to do a, some quick research, try to listen to you yeah. know, some songs I could. Um, but how yeah. would you describe it? Because the, the, the single I listened to from you guys, No Sun, it sounds, yeah. you know, like it can be played on the radio here. It was like it, it was no real difference. Quality was good, you know. Yeah. I enjoyed it. So is That's it all nice. African music like that, or is it different? I should say. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start by breaking down as culture. So okay. like here in South Africa, we got nine provinces. Each province has their own language. And they, they, okay. have, they have their own people. Like we got the Zulus, we got the Corsas, we got the Bedis, we, we got the Whites, we got Africaners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we got, you know, there's a whole lot of people that are, but me, then we got Zulus. Um, actually, today, my man, uh, we we lost um, Kings Velitini, one of our kings, yeah, in Barcelona uh, town. Yeah, so we lost him today. So, I mean, like, condolences to the family and everybody. So, we got, like, Zulu in Zulu, we got our traditional music that we call it Tumpakana. Okay. I don't know if you can pronounce that. So, we got the traditional music of ours where even the way we dress it's not the same like how i'm dressing right now right. you understand so we dress like our traditional clothes in our t- traditional clothes we do the zulu dance we don't do the kwara kwara and stuff like that but we do the zulu dance where right. yeah so from there and then we have even the sutus too they have their own um music that mm-hmm. is from their culture Okay. And then even the even the Africaners too, they have their own music that also goes with their culture. But then we have this hip hop, and then we have Kwaito, then we have um, a piano, then we have Aum, which also brings us all together besides of our okay. cultures and stuff. Because you can jump into nowadays, you can mix Aum and Maskandi at the same time. You can mix it with, uh, you can mix, yeah, you can mix even uh, Maskandi and mix it with hip hop. So, but the music is way different. If you go to another province, you will find their music is different from Wazulu Natal music in Durban. But mm-hmm. we have our foundation music and then we have the music that 
it's it's there for everybody in the world. Yeah, so, let me add. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. No, you can carry on, bro. Oh, just to break it down, like we from America, so it's different. So say this: mm. we from North America. Say if you go to Mexico, yeah. you go to Haiti, you go to Jamaica, you go to Canada, you go to Dominican Republic, Guatemala. Them places are totally different. The language is different. The food is different. Yeah. The culture is different. The people look different. The music different. Everything different. Africa is yeah. the most diverse continent in the world. So say like Ethiopia, it's 80 different ethnic groups in that one country. So they dress different. They got different music. They got different <laughs> foods and different cultures. You know what I'm saying? Within that right. one yeah. country. So say like South Africa, they got 11 different official languages where in America, yeah. we just speak American. Then we, you know, we got a lot of Spanish speaking people. So when right. you say the music, like the, everybody can do rap. But then you got some cats that might rap in Zulu and add some of their traditional culture. But the bigger artists, you know, like you say, you would listen to the song. You'd be like, that sounds like some shit that'll play on the radio here. So you got some cats that kind of do both. And you got some cats that just kind of cater to the American, you know, because they're trying to get on, you know. So it's kind of yeah, like true. that. So it's just, you know. Now, now I'm going to go to Marcus G. Y'all know I got two Marcus in here. So Marcus G. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so... I remember I, when we first met at Roxborough, we was rapping and stuff like that, Nas and all that stuff. We had debates of who was the yeah. best Biggie and Tupac and Nas or whoever. But the whole thing is, like, since you've been doing your stuff, you know, doing your music, you know, seeing you in a couple of videos. I've been watching a couple of your videos. Thank your you. Videos, your videos are different from what everybody else is doing. You know, your videos is more dedicated to what's going on now and showing dedication yeah. to, 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 to the females and stuff like that. And also, Two, I want to uh, uh, get the gravity to this, that with your with your audience and what you're trying to put out there, you know, you're doing other stuff in the community that's not getting talked about. Now, oh, yeah. sure what you're doing in the community for uh, the black people. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, uh, I look at black people from a global perspective. So a lot, this not everybody don't feel this way, but this is just my opinion and my upbringing and my family. So you got black people in America, Brazil, Mexico. Asia, India, you got black people all over the world. So when I say I'm doing something for the black community, I'm looking at it from a global perspective. So I done volunteered at orphanages, recreation centers. Um, My brother, he got a a nonprofit. We gave away like 20 bikes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, You know, kids that couldn't get nothing for Christmas. We done had uh, winter drives where we done gave away coats and hats. Uh, We done fed the homeless, cooked for them back to school giveaways i'm going to Cape verde next week it's a school out there that i work with you know we raise up a little money uh, we buy them school supplies you know we help paint fix up I was, uh, last year i was supposed to build them a studio but covid happened so you know just trying to get back in just little ways and you know do things like tutoring mentoring you know what i'm saying Any, anything i can do and also i co-founded a food co-op you know what i'm saying yeah, trying to create an economical institution you know what i'm saying i was the president of the co-op for like two or three years uh, we just got a grant for like sixty thousand dollars because we was giving um food and medical supplies to people during the lockdown you know so i, I do a little bit of everything the crazy thing you know i like about it that you know some people record and put everything out there yours is gonna see yeah. Cause yeah. everybody, everybody don't need to know what that person is doing. Only right. if you know what you're doing, and you shine light on other people, and the, and the other people around feel good. I'm the same way too, as well. So I used to work for this company. You know, at the end of the season, they get rid of cleats, yeah. they cut them up, and throw them away. So told my store manager, said, "Hey, 
at the time, I said, you know, I could do with these. I said, can I just box these up? What you gonna do with them? You gonna sell them right now? So I'm gonna box yeah. them up. I'm gonna take them to the inner city and take them into the neighborhood with the kids who came for football and baseball cleats. So I dropped it. Yeah. I dropped. I went there. I dropped the cleats off. There was the kids wasn't there yet. The coach wasn't there yet. The lady was like, "Do you need a receipt? Do you need anything?" I said, "I need a receipt." I said, "What need a receipt for?" If I'm giving away, I said, "I used to be them same kids that used to be in the inner city trying mm-hmm. to play a sport with no, with not with the right equipment, just right. to bless yeah. them kids with that equipment <laughs> was was better." I drove away feeling good. So about three days later, that organization called me, which is the Boys and Girls Club, on that end, and said, "Is this Dante?" I said, "This is me." He said, hey, man, you just blessed the kids. You need a gift card, anything. I mean, nothing. I said, I was giving thanks because the whole, my father, when he was living, he always say, son, you got to look out for people. If you got it, you got to look out for the next person if they don't got it. So he always had this thing yeah. called um, doing good deeds, sowing good seeds. So I, I'm living by yes. that motto. So at that standpoint, I'm, I'm sitting myself, I'm sitting like, man, I got, I got three boxes of football cleats and baseball cleats. I said, I don't want to throw these away. Put them in my, in my uh, SUV. Took him down there. That coach called me back a few days later. He asked me if I want to give card. I said no. He sent me a um, a card, a thank you card. I said, man, you just send me a thank you card. I'm fine with that. He said, all right, cool. He said that here. I still got it right to this day in my room. So he called me another day later. All the kids there. I ain't I ain't recognize yeah. the number because I'm working. He called me. Like Dante, this is you. This is somebody want to say something to you. All the kids in the background. Thank you, Mister Dante. <laughs> That was for me. That was more valuable. To, that thank you was more valuable right. to me than the money. Mm. The money don't mean nothing. Yeah. The money come right. and go. But yeah, right. would, you leave, would you leave it for the kids? Right, that's an impact and a legacy. Because if one of them kids decides to make it to pursue a professional level, what they do, yeah. one of them kids will say, "You know what? I mean, they this guy came that. to us. They're gonna remember that. They're gonna they're gonna look out for yeah, this Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You came like, from Luke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like like in, in on, on that point too. It's same as the same thing that happens here with me. Too. Um, I mean, there's a whole lot of things that I've done for people, but right. I don't put it out there mm-hmm. because even even in 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 terms of like, because I was also a store manager, so like giving the guys the job opportunities, you know, by hiring someone, giving the person a job. It also makes a difference mm-hmm. to that person's life. You understand? Right. Or else plugging someone with something, or say, okay, you wanna you 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 wanna go to that uh, platform. Okay, this is the knowledge that I have. Um, this is who and who I can talk to. I mean, we can go in there and you can go and do your thing. And like they say, like a whole lot of people that I mean, I got like numbers of people that I know for sure that I had impact in their lives. But I don't have to put it out there or take a picture or take a video or or do whatever. I mean, I know if that person says to me thank you, to me that means a, I mean this means that means a yeah, lot. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. So um speaking on that, so how do you put you know things like that into the music? because yeah. um, I, I know you uh you know when I what I read about you is that um you, you kind of let your heart do the writing for you um like so yeah. the music kind of flows through you and that right there is a, a great point of something coming from the heart so how does yeah. that also you know make its way into your music um uh, I, uh first of all i think i've told my uh my past about my story um because a whole lot of my writings it's it's, it's inspired by my life and then whatever i see from other people too Mm-hmm. So starting with me, I do not have parents. 
Um, I wasn't raised by them. They they died when I was still young. So I was raised by some sort of adoption, but I was working for those people, not that they just adopted me as their child. So I was working for them. And then uh, for me to finish school, then they were paying some few things and they give me a little bit of pocket money there and there. So since from then, um, I've developed this, this, this thing of saying, um, whatever I went through, I'm going to write about and someone will get inspired. Or even if, because I know stories, I know people too who are going through the same thing that I'm going through. Some of them it's worse. It's not the same like I, you know. So with all that I see, I always put it down in, in, in my music. So it, it even comes to when I do a track, I also have to do a research on that person on what does this person like. Um, the previous songs is he uh, he is is he into trapping or is he conscious rapping or is he I mean you know we got these different guys that they doing it is hip hop but it's all have like different messages so my messages is about uplifting the people or giving hope to the people to say you know what we can still make it even though it's hard but if you know if you got that 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 drive in you, you right. will get where you want to be. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would say, uh, oh, no, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. This is all y'all platform. Yeah, right. No, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> I mean, for me, it's, it's both. Sometimes it's more mechanical. You know, you just writing to the topic of the song or somebody need a verse. But like, mm. for example, my solo music, my singles, like my last video, I did a song called do revolutionaries go to heaven you know what i'm yeah. saying and that was more yeah. of an organic uh situation so at the time i recorded the song and i wrote the song i was in johannesburg i was in south africa um when the world was locked down so this like march or april you know and i was living yeah. in a neighborhood called mabo name and it's a different type of place there? i never yeah i was staying in mabo name so <laughs> oh yeah i remember because I- i'm saying i remember because i was trying to get you down to Devon. Yeah, yeah, right. I was supposed to go down yeah. to Durban, but it, everything was shut down. So this neighborhood is it's a, a special kind of place because it's like rappers, singers, producers, poets, dancers, painters, photographers, drummers. They all come to this neighborhood and they perform. You know, they be outside, they be in the alleyways, yeah. and some of them live, you know, some of them live in the area and some come from different areas. So the apartment I was staying in, it was like a studio next door. <laughs> a rapper upstairs, a singer (laughs) on the next floor, you know what I'm saying? So it was a lot of people. So outside, it's a lot of artwork. It's paintings everywhere. So it's paintings like Marcus Garvey, Malcolm X, Harriet Tubman, Asada Shakur, you know what I'm saying? Tupac, Nipsey Hussle. So every day when I would walk to the store, I would look look at these and and it was inspiring to me. And then that's when I started, you know, writing the song. And then I was just fortunate enough because it was a lot of photographers that lived in my building. And I ran into a guy and I told him I wanted to do a video. So I recorded the song in my building and then shot the video, you know, outside of my building. So it's called The Revolutionary Go to Heaven. You know, I'm a historian and that's something that, you know what I'm saying, that I'm into. Yeah. The one thing I do respect about both of y'all like I've never been to Africa. You from Africa, <laughs> you from America. But I remember you were saying, hey, I remember you saying something like that in high school. Like, yo, one day I'm just gonna, I'm just go to Africa one day. You know, some you know, some people sit back and doubt people's <laughs> dreams. Like, yeah, you know, 
Like, yeah. Africa. I'm sitting myself like, damn, I wish I want to go to Africa. Because the crazy thing is my church used to go to Africa every year. Okay. At yeah. one point in time. Mm-hmm. I never went. Just imagine. At yeah. that time, I think that trip was like $1,800 like, per person. That's a lot of money to pay for five people at the time. Yeah. You got shipments yeah. in your parents. Mm-hmm. You know, my like, name, I want to Africa so bad. That's to say I've been. That's to say I've been to the motherland. Right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I don't believe everything that they put on TV. I gotta see for myself. Right. Like, like when Mark, like when you go, like like when Marcus go, I go to his page. I'm just going looking. But this is not what they showing on TV. They show this. <laughs> they show that corny, stupid side that I know is not true. I'm like, yo, I think yeah. has a way better part with they showing in that. Like, yeah. I'm refer- like I'm referring to uh, back to Sam, Sam Corvus, out to SJ. <laughs> Like every time he go to Africa, at the time I'm married. I'm like at the time I was talking to his little cousin. She would always <laughs> show pictures. At the time was they got McDonald's, KFC. They got the same stuff that we have here. It might be different menus, but they got yeah. some of the same things. So I'm, I'm looking at TV. I'm like, man, I never believe what Jay Z always said at best. Never believe anything that your earlobe captures. You gotta go see everything, hear things for your own, for your own, for your own good. Yeah. So I'm looking at yeah, Marcus. The market's going. He got us motivated, like yo, look at Africa. I gotta go. And the crazy thing was when <laughs> referring to Nas on Belly, what do he do? Boy, he's Africa. So, <laughs> so every time I see Nas Belly, I'm like, yo, Marcus over here going to Africa, like Nas coming back, telling people what they should be doing because he's seeing different parts of the world and trying to share that light on the people on our um, African people that's in America who's not yeah. really getting the pictures. Yeah. So I said, I. Said, Sorry, I said to him uh, when we were in lockdown, when he was in Joburg, I said to him, I asked him after, I think it was after three months, I said, he asked him, are you, are you still around? He said, yeah. I said, hey, my bro, you need to get an apartment. You need to get a house. You need to buy a house here in South Africa because it looked like you can, you are, you can, you, you are one of us right now because yeah, right. each and every year you come back, you year. I mean, like you've, you've actually developed brothers from another country. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Africa got some world-class cities. I mean, if you go to Johannesburg, they got Benzes, Bentleys, BMWs. They got Range Rovers. You know, they got iPhones. They got malls. Like, in comparison to Cleveland, they cars, they malls, 10 times better, man. Beautiful women. I'm talking about some of the most beautiful women you've ever seen in your life. And that's that's all around Africa. You know, not just South Africa, but South Africa is probably the most developed and the most technologically advanced part of Africa. So it is some real nice yeah, parts. True. And, you know. Now, piggybacking what you were saying, now you're crazy. You can go on YouTube. You can Google African houses in South Africa and stuff. I'm looking like, yo, every house looks way, way better than <laughs> Way better than The weather looks good. I'm, I, I can say, I'm like, I like everywhere I go, I try different food. I don't even worry about the food. I know it's going to be good regardless. So, somebody black making yeah. it with soul. So, I'm, looking yeah. at all the car, I'm looking at all the cars like, yo, man, like, yo, these dudes got Range Rovers. Like you said, they got Mercedes Benz. They driving the G Wagons over there, too. They house yeah, they mansions. They mansions is way better than America's mansions. We even got a Bugatti, too. Just imagine. We got some dudes here, they're owning a Bugatti. <laughs> we saw we saw over there from your I was surprised when I see the dudes they pulling up with the Bugattis, the Ferraris, all that they we still have. So right now, like I said, I'm grateful to have both of you guys on our platform. 
Let me know what time it is where you at, Shibo. Um, right now, let me see. Um, it's half past one. So right now it's Saturday for me. <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> for me right now, it, yeah, it's Saturday for me right now. So I mean, we we move differently. We move differently for real. Now going back to we're going back to Tay. Yeah. So. Any other big projects you guys gonna coll- um, collab on in the near future, or anything like that? That Yeah, definitely. I mean, working with uh, CB, that's like family. You know what I'm saying? So we're gonna always make music together. You know what I'm saying? But right now, on the music side, I don't have an album or no mixtape or nothing coming out. I got a YouTube page with my videos and my music on there, and I got a lot of content on there. African. <laughs> you know, places that I've been to, but positive, you know, content. So I got videos of me going into the pyramids, the temples, the tombs, the Valley of the Kings, the Door of No Return, you know, a lot of places like that, Robin Island, so people can see these places because they may not, like you say, have the money or the opportunity to go see these places for themselves. That's a lot of positive content. Um, I do educational tours. You know, I take groups to Africa. I got a tour coming up like next week. Um, we go to seven different countries. You know, we go to we got a tour to Ghana, Senegal, Cape Verde, South Africa, yeah. Kenya, Egypt, Ethiopia. You know, so it's all around the continent. Um, I got a website, man. I'll be bringing products and stuff back and forth from Africa. So I sell like shea butter, black seed oil, dashikis, drums, African masks, pottery, necklaces, jewelry. So it's just you know it's all kind of intertwined, yeah. but you know what I'm saying. So. Yeah. So what's your uh Wait. your YouTube page and your website? You know, you can drop that so for the people oh, okay. to get to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on uh Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh Camp Cleveland. My website is campcleveland.org. And I just released a book. So this is something I'm working on now. I've been doing a lot of podcasts and radio shows promoting my book. Like I said, I'm a historian, I'm an author. Um, you know, so maybe in the next two or three years I may develop a documentary because I, I um I sat down with a lot of elders and I did a lot of interviews and I have a lot of archive footage. So the book that I wrote about, it was about Cleveland. It was about my uncle. He started this group called the Afro set in the 1960s. So that was like a black power group and they practiced self-defense and they opened up these shops in Huff in Glenville and then they spread it out to like uh West Virginia, Columbus and different places. And they would do something similar to what I'm doing. They would make dashikis and uh, pottery and earrings and necklaces and dresses, and they would sell them, you know, to create income. They were trying to be independent. And then they had classes. They would educate people about, you know, African history, African culture, African language. They taught people Swahili. Um, they taught self-defense. They used rifles, machetes, sticks. You know, it's a very exciting book. Um, and shootouts, rebellions, and uprising. And these are things that happened in the city of Cleveland. Yeah. Cool. One thing I'm gonna say about Marcus, like when I first met you in the eighth grade, when I first came in from the inner city, like I said, I went to a school that was predominantly black. The only person that was white was a teacher. Right. Coming to a school like Roswell was a melting pot all walks of life. I think you probably uh, stuck out to me the most because you was different. Blue jeans, Timberland boots, headphones, <laughs> pistol in the air, boot bag, gone. So I'm like, right. oh, and that's Marcus with that. Yes, dude. They do know everything about music. I'm getting my feel for people in school. Right. So I don't know, yeah. like, cool. But when you when I have a, when you have a conversation, when you have conversations with him, it was always positive. I never heard Marcus talk about by nobody. Anything. 
He was always quiet, kept to himself. It wasn't about student, school or music. He didn't have nothing to do with you, to be honest with you. He always been his P's and Q's. That's why I'm sitting here smiling, yeah. like, to watch a journey from us go from, from boys to men and be on the right track and level and trying to help out others to do yeah. to get them where they're supposed to go. Like I said, I came from yeah. inner city. I didn't know, not, didn't know nothing about schooling that much, you know, in, in the inner city. At that time, in the 90s, it just passed you to the, ninth, to, to the right grade. They didn't care. About what you're doing, you come to this school here in Cooper yeah. Heights, you get educated. They doing this, that, and that, and the third. I'm like, yo, they really preparing you for college or whatever. This is middle school. They preparing yeah. you to be better. So that's why I'm smiling, is I already knew you guys had. I knew you guys had that that it factor. Like seriously, that's for you. Likewise, King. Salute, man. I appreciate. You. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, I mean, do you, do you got anything? Um, you know, yeah, on my on my side, on my side. I mean, first of all, I like to say, I would like to say we we submitted our song I think in last week, and then it was accepted in some of the radio station, and it, today I got the news that it went straight to uh, number one. Oh, what's up, man? Yeah, I'm telling you, number one, one of the one of the radio station in Johannesburg, it went number one uh, on their top twenty. So imagine that to me, I mean, it, it, I, I didn't even get that number one spot in some K, uh, uh, Devon's uh, radio station, but I'm already there in Joburg. They actually loving the song. And then, I mean, like, um, they loving it. And two, I mean, I'm getting questions like, um, how did you do the song? Did the guys fly in or whatever it happened? I told them, you know what? The technology right now is so helpful. It's just you need to approach people. The way of approaching people is more important. They say, you know what, let's do this and this and that. So currently we are pushing the, the Samsung. It was produced by Visto. Um, a good friend of mine, my bro, we've been, I mean, since 2010, we've been working together. Even if we get apart, I go to the other city, he stays uh, in town, but still he's my good producer. And then today also, I also dropped uh, the mixtape. It's a joint mixtape with Eli Nala. I'm um, also one of the guys. He's a best, best lyricist. You know, that mixtape, when we started it, a lot of people didn't believe it because I'm more of the guy who does commercial music now than what I, the underground. So he's more into underground rapping, uh, poetic, um, offbeat person. Um, okay. You know, he's not about <laughs> he's not about he's not about the flows. He's right. not about the singing. Yeah. But then, I mean, like when we started doing whatever, we did one song. It was also it was like a freestyle. And then, like from then, we said, you know what? Let's do another freestyle. And then he started say, um, I'm gonna try a little bit of of singing here and there. I'm gonna try do the flows like how you do. Only to find out the guy heard those things long ago. He was he wasn't given <laughs> like he wasn't giving freedom to express himself and say, you know what, I can do whatever. So now in my studio, when you come in, I say, do you do whatever you want to do? Do you That's right? Cool. As <laughs> yep. long as long as it's gonna go out there and people gonna enjoy it. So I've got that came out today. Um, and then um, I also have other mixtape, my mixtape only. And then I got another two songs with the guy Boo. Uh, I know Marcus records him. Um, um, then I'm also working on my album. <laughs> I'm working on my album. So it's just this uh, two uh, one mixtape that I need to drop. 
and then tour these songs with uh, with Dimbu and then just complete my album. So that's what I'm currently busy with. Because last day I dive into acting, um, but then COVID happened. And then all the plans just dies out because now they closed down the city. So you couldn't go from that David to Johannesburg. So it's, you know, the, the, the rules were more tougher. So then the acting part dies down. Then I said, okay, fine. Um, let me just uh, carry on with music. And then plus two, I got a, a clothing label, Locals Clothings. Um, okay. I was, yeah, I was speaking to Marcus uh, about having having my clothing printed that side because I was even comparing the prices on on how much is to print the t-shirt that side you know um just to give him the authority to say okay my bro there's the there's there's the logo you can print for people that side if they want to buy it because I know even if you can buy it for me it will take time for you to receive it that side but right. if we if we were places which they're able to print t-shirts hoodies caps I mean if someone wants that brand, you, you can print it inside and send it to them, and then we just split the money, whatever percentage we agreed on. <laughs> so that's that's what's on the pipeline for me in terms of the clothing. All right, this is crazy. So this how this this how, let me show you about how this interview happened. Yeah. So so Marcus, you know, he know my wife. They went to school, Ari. She's like, yo, Marcus looking for somebody to do a uh, an interview on the podcast going around. I, I I'm barely on, on Facebook like that. Yeah. So I'm I'm sitting down. I'm watching the wire. <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, she, hey, you think you should do that podcast with Marcus?" I said, "Hold on, let me go check." But I look at his thing. Said, Nobody responded. He came. He came right. Sibo came and said, "Yo, think you do? Think you do an interview?" I said, "Yeah, man, no doubt." The crazy thing yeah. is that we've been talking every day leading up to this interview. He's like, "What you yeah. want to do?" I said, "Man, make it for how you want to, man. How you want to desire? I'm all for it." So he tells yeah. me, "How we should do this?" I said, "Man, it's whatever." I said, "I got you." You said, like, give me a time. So he had the time up there. And you're going to laugh because I'm trying to figure out. He's like, you're going to do an interview at uh, 2348. So I'm looking like, yeah. like 2348. This minus 12, right? This minus 12. I'm like, 2348. I'm like, oh, man. She's like, you, she's like, you know, that's like probably like 1 o'clock their time in Africa. I said, oh, yeah. yeah. I think they're six hours um, ahead of us. I said, yeah, no problem. So we texting back and forth with no problem. It was all love in the, in the text, though. You know what I'm saying? We going through. Yeah. I said, hey, we want to do an interview. I'm like, yeah. I said, let's try to get Marcus on, too, so he can tell us how to, how he, well, he was doing in Africa, too, as well, so we get two different sides of it. By you being yeah. born there and by him visiting all the time. Yeah. The one thing I like about Sibo, man, dude is so grateful, man. Everything he put, man, he always bro, had to thank you with the, with the praying hands, man. And it was, it was genuine. It was so genuine. Bro. Bro, it, it's how it's how I was raised, my bro. It's it's how I understood life. As I said, growing up um, when with no parents, it taught me that you know what, each and everything that you've been given by people appreciate. Yeah. You understand? Even if some of them they play me dirty and stuff, they may take advantage because they know uh, you with nobody. So even if you can't go from here, they can just look you in, say. Um, you know, the situation is the situation that I sometimes face to say, I had to change the people that they adopted me. I had to move from them and start and be on my own. You understand? Because the, the treatment and everything that we, it, it was before when I got in, it wasn't the same 
like it wasn't the same at all. And after I got the key to, you know, it made things worse. So for me, when I when I do something with someone, mm-hmm. if the person appreciates it, I always say thank you. If you do something for me, I say thank you. It's either I paid you or even if I didn't pay you. You know, mm-hmm. you would be surprised. I pay someone to do something, but when that person the, the person brings back whatever or the job done, I always say thank you. And I've got that belief to to say I don't normally thank people um, like on social media on your page mm-hmm. and go and say write a long message yeah. and stuff like that and put it out there. I'd rather go. I'd rather go into your inbox, have a chat with you, appreciate you, tell you exactly on how I feel, or pick up the phone and call you and say, "My bro, I appreciate you." I can even do that every after two days. If we own something and say, I appreciate you, I appreciate you. So that's me. That's like in me. That's something that I can't change. And the crazy thing, when I told my co-host, I'm not, before I told you, Marcus, I'm at the house like, yeah. man, I'm about to, I'm about to get an interview with somebody from Africa. I said, yo, this is dope because <laughs> we always interview people. You know, if we do it. It's people in America, people over the school with. Yeah. I said, yo, this is so tough because you're in a whole other continent, another country. I'm looking like, yo, this is African. I'm like, how you think you don't like that? I said, man, I'm the house going crazy. Like, this is super nice yeah. because you watch stuff, like I said, on TV about Africa. I said, no, I said, I want to talk to a person or meet a person from Africa so they can tell me what's really going on there from their understanding. Because, like I said once before, I don't believe everything that is on that on that glass tube. I don't. <laughs> so, by me sitting down, I'm at the house like, yo, what kind of questions are you going to ask him? Like, yo, what is the weather like? What's the food like? I'm asking all this stuff. And yeah. it's like to me, it's like, like I said, I'm I'm not I'm not getting paid for this. It's like we doing this at our own timing, how we exactly. feel about what's going on. Give yeah. give other people that like that's yeah. in the same world that we and that can get that, you know what I'm saying, get their opportunity to shine too as well to try to help them get onto their next level. So I'm saying to mm-hmm. myself, like, man, this about to be sweet. This dude, this dude in Africa. I'm telling my wife, yo, he in Africa. She's like, I know. Like, she's like, you, you that pump? I'm like, yeah, man. It's like, it's like, it's like when you sit here and think about it. I'm sitting down watching TV. I'm like, yo. I text him like, it's almost that time. I'm in the mirror like brushing my hair like, yo, this guy in Africa. I'm about to do an interview with him. This is a whole, this, this is a whole different type of audience that you that right. we both can reach right. out to. Right. So that's yeah. the part I was looking at. Like, yo, this about to be, this about to be a hell of an interview because there's certain things like certain kids wish they can do. Like, how many yeah. kids or, or adults would say, you know what, I'm going to do a podcast or interview somebody from Africa. I might think about like that. But to, for him mm, to come to my, on my inbox and for Marcus to put it out there like that and say, hey, I'm looking for like, to do a podcast. And he come through. I said, I can do it. Very since then, man, now I stopped going back and forth. And I be on that appreciate same page, you, man. man. I appreciate y'all, man, for doing appreciate this for it. me. And not yep. for me. This is for, for all of us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Giving hope to everybody. Yeah. Hey, man, it's possible. If you get the right people to do it, it's possible. Yeah, we're blessed to have y'all for sure. Likewise, yeah, man. man. I'm, uh, I'm also blessed, my man, to have. I mean, I, I appreciate the fact that Marcus, I mean, he always put through for me. I, when I ask something from him, he helped. I asked him, hey, my bro, um, can you help me with this and this and that? With the interviews, too, I told him, hey, we got the song out. I've got these things lined up. I need to put it out there. I mean, on your side, what can you do for me, my bro? I know. I mean, it's sometimes here in South Africa, I won't lie to you. 
it's hard to get the interviews on radios because there's there's politics and politics. stuff like that. <laughs> so sometimes it's hard to get on radio, but you can't get on the community radio station. And even the podcast too, the podcast game here in South Africa, it's where it's starting to build up to become huge like yours. So, I mean, to me, when I ask for these interviews, I don't actually do it for me. I'm doing it to show that it is possible. Just because you're in South Africa doesn't mean that you can't connect to the person who's in America. Right. I mean, you can't comment, you can't connect to the person who's in Nigeria. I mean, do not think in the box, think out the box, because whatever you do, you don't do it for, for the local. You're trying to make it, we trying to do it for people out there, for the world. So I was, I was more excited to be on this interview than, than maybe <laughs> yours. <laughs> I'm telling you, they, they, I was telling them, hey, man, I have an international interview now and then, now and then. Because if you remember, if you remember, don't say that I, uh, I, I ask you, I ask you so many times, can I do the, the flyer? Can I do the flyer? Can I do the flyer? Because I want it. Because I want let me add no, on no, on that because yeah, a lot of times we hear maybe like Africans don't like us, Africans don't fuck us. <laughs> That's not true. I'm telling you, I, you got to ask somebody that go every year, all year round. They love us, man. Nothing yeah. but love. Because you know people what listen saying? to what they hear on TV, they not they don't get off, like you said, they don't step out that box. Like I said, mm-hmm. your best, like I said, my my dad said, son, don't worry what was on TV. My father was a firm believer in the summertime. I'm in high school, Marcus. Like literally, my father had to do a book report, bro. High school. <laughs> That's how you do in elementary, middle school. Right. So why you guys doing all this stuff? He said, yeah. reading is fundamental. <laughs> a book can yeah. take you there if you use your imagination. Definitely. So you'd be surprised as the older I get. I do go buy books. I sit and read them. To believe it or not, my kids do book reports. The whole thing yeah. is, long as long as you keep the mind sharpened, everything nobody can never nobody can never make you fail. Long as the mind is sharp, yeah. is always a good thing to have. The mind is the, the mind yeah, is a beautiful tool. To be honest, you gotta use it right. So, like I said, I read a lot of books. Yeah. Like I said, watching Marcus go to Africa, I'm like, is he really in Africa? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, ooh. Then they just give us a whole, a whole tour because everybody's not <laughs> fortunate enough to go there. Yeah. Then watching yeah, Zebo's yeah. video, he's showing this this side of Africa. I'm like, okay, I like how he's doing this for the, the the production side too as well with his yeah. people. I was like, okay, cool. Because everybody, to be honest with you, music actually started in Africa. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The yeah. dances that people do in America. Some of them dance already, already in the Africa. Already in Africa. Yo, for real, so, the moves. So the moves is the same. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's already in our soul. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So that's how I look at it. So before no, no. we wrap this up, before we wrap this up, any yeah. of y'all got something to say before? Let's let people know what you got out there as well. Again, uh, man, I just want to thank y'all once again for even inviting me and allowing us to come on the platform. You know, I know we go way back, and I truly appreciate it, King. Yeah, man. Respect, respect. Yeah. What about you, um, Anything you say? Yeah, man. Um, the same thing, too. I mean, I'd like to say thank you guys for allowing me. I mean, to even reply on my inbox, too. The way oh, I was yeah, so man. happy. So, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, like for allowing me to have this interview and then allowing me to tell my story. I mean, tell our story to to the people, to the world, to everybody, to make sure that to anybody that's out there, it is possible. It's just that you need to do it the right way. You understand? Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, right now, what I can say is 
to my people, there's more coming. I hope we're not gonna end here our conversation. We we gonna have maybe some other um, interviews too now talking about something else. You know, that's what I want to see. Cool. Yeah. All right, there you have it. It's blessed to have y'all on this platform yeah. with me and Mark Senior, Marcus G Wood, Sebo the Ghost. Like I said, I heard yes. the music. I'm, I like, I definitely like it. Not even lying. I like the beat. I said, <laughs> Thank you. Different. I was in the house playing Call of Duty. Like people, are like where are you from? I'm like, man, I'm from Africa, man. Like for real. <laughs> like, 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 like for real, for real. But on yeah. that note, on that note, hey man, peace and blessings to you guys, man. I, I, was, right, peace. I was glad to have you guys peace on the platform, man. This is definitely a, another another gem and a stepping stone for us. This yeah. is the book. Like I said, once again, I'm Tay Wiggs. This is Mark Senior. As we end this show, we out of here. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to After Hours Live from the Man Cave Podcast. If you would like to hear more from me and my man Tay Wiggs, please go to your favorite podcast listener and subscribe to us. We are just about everywhere nowadays. We're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple iTunes and Google Podcasts. So if you like what you hear, subscribe to us to hear more. Oh, and before I go, please also hit up our Anchor profile page. That's anchor.fm forward slash after hours live from the man cave. And click that little purple button that says support this podcast and help us out. Peace.